Psalm 47 said, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a jubilant cry, for the Lord, the Most High, is awe-inspiring. A great king over the whole earth. He subdues people under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. God ascends among shouts of joy. The Lord with the sound of trumpets. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our king. Sing praise. Sing a song of wisdom for God is king of the whole earth. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on the holy throne. The noble of the people have assembled with the people of God of Abraham. For the leaders of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Hallelujah. It says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout to God with a jubilant cry. For the Lord, the Most High, is awe-inspiring, a great king over all the earth. Amen. This afternoon, we are going to lift up our voices. We are going to lift up our hands. We are going to lay prostrate before the King of Glory. We are going to, to, to shout unto him. We are going to praise him. We are going to honor him. We are going to glorify him. For he is king over all the earth. And we are here for the sole purpose of honoring him. In the name of Jesus. Father, you are worthy, oh God. You are all inspiring, oh God. Ah, when we think of your goodness and all that you have done, oh God. Why will we not praise you? Why will we not honor you? Why we will not worship you? You are beyond our finite minds. You are beyond anything that we can ever think about, Lord God. We are so grateful. We are so grateful to you, Lord God. Every day that you allow us to live, every moment, oh God, Father, every moment, oh God, we honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. Head of the church, triumphant, we joyfully adore thee till thou appear. Thy members here shall sing like those in glory. We lift our hearts and voices with blessed Praise 
and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to you, Father. We belong to you. We, your people, we belong to you, Lord. You purchase us, oh God. Father, you brought us close to you, oh God. You redeem our lives, oh God, that we can stand in freedom to worship you, that we can stand in freedom to honor you, that we can stand in freedom, oh God, ah, to bless your holy name. Who are we that you are so mindful of us? That you took us out of darkness and brought us into your light. That we can live in your light. That the darkness cannot comprehend that light that is in us. And we will joyfully live in your light that you will be glorified out of this life that you've given us. We thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen again. Say amen unto Jesus. Lord is good. Come see the Lord is good. Come see the Lord is good. There is nothing he cannot do. Come see the
I see that the kids are selling, you know, all these snacks. And I don't see anyone just picking just one bag. But multiple bags have been picked. And that is how the word of God should be for our personal life. That we should want more and more and more. Because it is the word that sustains. It says all things will pass away. But the word will remain. Means that your assurance, your life today, needs to depend on one only thing. What he has said concerning you. I said what he has said. Concerning you. I wish I had somebody who would walk in faith and say that what he has said concerning me. We live according to what people say. And that moves us. Sometimes it is not always the positive. Sometimes people use negative words. And the words of man causes you pain. Causes you an anger. Causes you a distaste. How can such a person say such a thing to me? You can be moved by the words of man. How then can you not be moved by the word of the living God? So a time came that Abraham had walked with God. And he had seen the wonders of God's work. And God said, go and give your only son as a sacrifice. Now, if it was asked, we would be asking, what are the conditions to this? God, Genesis 22. If it was asked, we would be asking the condition. What is in this for me? If you want to go, if you want me to give my son, what do I get from this very thing? Can I get an amen here? So in our work with God, everything has become conditioned based on what God can say I will do. So if we are working with God and we are not seeing some things changing in our life, then we decide to then stop what we are doing. And maybe I'm not preaching to this church here. We see praying because we can't seem to see that God is still an answered prayer God. We cease in praising him because we cease to recognize that he is still the God that answers by fire. So Abraham had walked with God. And now all of a sudden the Bible makes us understand that the Lord visited Abraham and said, now I want you to take your only son that you love for a sacrifice. The Bible says that early in the morning, Abraham rose 
The Bible did not disclose to us if there was any dialogue between God and Abraham about that very condition. But I believe that if it was necessary, the Holy Ghost would have made us know. But because it did not matter, it was not part of the solution, it did not make any difference. Are you hearing me, church? So the Bible says that Abraham got up and went with his son and his, his, his slave men on the, on the donkey with all the things they need for sacrifice except the, the lamb they needed. Now you hear me, church. This afternoon, I'm, 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 I'm expanding a little bit more on the message that we preached this morning about the sacrifice of worship. And then the Bible says that in verse 5, when they got closer to where they needed to get to, Abraham told his servants that you got to wait here. Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship. But the word of God that came to Abraham was for Abraham to take Isaac for a sacrifice. But in the mind of Abraham, that sacrifice was not about just giving away his son. But it was an act of trusting in the existence of God. You didn't hear me. The reason why he said, I'm going to worship with this boy is because it was an act of demonstrating how much he trusts in the existence of God. Hallelujah. So he says that me and the boy are going to worship and then we will come back. There was an assurance in the return of Isaac. I don't know what you may be going through in life. That you feel like you are going to the last stop. And that is the end of your issue. There is no further life that you have in front of you, but this is the end of you. I came to disclose to you something. Go up there and worship. Go up there and worship. What does that mean in your personal life? The place where you are going to surrender everything because trust is needed. What we need in our life as Christians is really the place of trust. Yes, you have faith. The Bible says all you need is a faith that moves mountains. I small some mustard seed. But what you need to demonstrate the evidence of your faith is called trust. And that sacrifice was a sacrifice of trust. Because in the Hebrew language of the word trust, it, it simply means to go and rest. To go and what? Rest. So Abraham knew that this boy that I'm taking with me, I'm taking him to go and rest all my situations before God. It's no longer I, but God. Say, so God, we are trusting in you. 
So I want to speak briefly about this message of trust. Say he's speaking about a message of trust. Because a lot of times we have been conditioned to think that we only have to trust God based on what we have available. So the Bible says that a famine had come into Samaria and the prophet had prophesied that tomorrow by this time, tomorrow by this time, there shall be a grain of wheat. The Bible says that a certain man questioned the integrity of the word of God. Bible says that God said that the prophet said that you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not taste it. Can we trust in God irrespective of what we have? Can we trust God based on the fact that He is God? And that is where I feel like the church is missing. That we trust God based on what we want to have, not based on who He is. I am trusting God as a healer, not because I have received my healing, but because He is a healer. I'm trusting God as my provider, not because of what I have. But because he is a provider. I'm trusting God as the miracle worker. Not because of just seeing a miracle. But because he is the miracle worker. Are you getting me here? Go to Psalm 71. Verses 5 to 8. It says... For you are my hope, Lord God, my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you from birth. I just want to just sit there. I have leaned from you from what? Birth. Me that someone is saying that I've recognized that's, hear me. You know David messed up in life. So then does David have even any right to say, I've leaned on you since birth? Because he went about sometimes doing things that he was not asked to do. But what he was saying is that I'm acknowledging that my existence has come this far because you have sustained me, you have kept me, and because you are God. I have not come this far because of my own, but from my birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my rock. Even when I did not recognize, you have been my helper. Even when I did not see it, you have been the one that have carried me. You do not know what you should have happened in your way, of your journey at a young age. But little do you realize that God 
has taken you out of some things. Little did you realize you did not learn in this country by virtue of just being so good, by virtue of just being so correct. But you came into this country because God had a purpose for you. See, if we have this understanding, then I don't need to just say I trust in God when I have everything. But when I don't have nothing, I trust in the Lord. So I said, trust is not dependent on what you have, but who you have. Who what? Good. John chapter 12, chapter 2. We come to experience Jesus Christ and his disciples being invited into a wedding. Tell your neighbor from six feet that it matters who you invite in your, in your life. Say it matters. The Bible says in this very scripture, that, that Jesus Christ, his mother, and the disciples had been invited. Now, before I go further, you need to recognize that the, 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 the groom that invited Jesus Christ really knew he needed Jesus Christ there. Abby, you know what I'm saying? I mean, many other times people invite me. Huh? And they fail to invite my leaders. Huh. I am shocked. But the man knew that Jesus Christ could not come by himself. Because everywhere he went, he went with his disciples. And the disciples were what? The witnesses of what God was using Jesus Christ for on this earth. The New Testament is evident because of the disciples. You didn't get me here. Because of the disciples, we come to recognize the record of what happened when Jesus Christ was on earth. So there was the witnesses. The disciples had to be there. Hallelujah. Likewise, in our times, we need witnesses. You see, in a courtroom, you don't just bring anyone. That the people that come to testify are the people that are able to witness what occurred or people that are experienced enough to testify how things should have been. Amen? And that is why Jesus Christ said, I'm not leaving you alone, but I will give unto you an advocate. I will give unto you my spirit. And when the spirit of God comes, you shall receive power. And that spirit will give you the enablement to be witnesses of me. So now, your life can also go out there. 
But you don't testify on your own. You testify because of your fellowship with the Holy Ghost. And what the Holy Ghost does is to validate that what God has said will come to pass. Are you hearing me? So, when I'm speaking about trust, you need the encounter of the Holy Ghost. It is not something cheap. It is partnership with the one that has the source of all truth. And that is the Holy Ghost. Follow me here. So that in this scripture, you come to realize, as we go forth, that that the one in the wedding that's finished. Right? What's finished? And then Mary, Jesus' mother, went to Jesus and said, the one is finished. And Jesus Christ said, what does this have to do with me and you? We are invited guests here. My time has not come. And it's of Mary understanding Jesus. Mary told the servants around, hear me. He said, do whatever he tells you to do. Why? Because Mary could say that because he had gone in the process with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in the book of the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 that the Holy Ghost came upon Mary. Hallelujah. So Mary was one that had walked with the Holy Ghost. So when it came to the matter of what Jesus can do, he did not need anything but the conviction to say it. He trusted in the solely power of God. So he told the servant, whatever he tells you to do, whatever he tells you to do, do it. The Bible says that Jesus Christ told them, bring these six jars of, 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 jars of water. And just by pouring it with water, the Bible says that it, when they took it, it became what? Wine. The walk with God is dependent on our measure of trust in him. It's dependent. If we cannot trust that he is who he is. If we cannot trust that he is who he is. Then we only become people that we walk with God based on what we can get from him. We become hearers to false prophets. We become hearers to all sorts of things. We pay more attention to everything else except God. But it takes trust to get us to that very place. And the Bible says that Mary, as he commanded the servants to do likewise, Jesus, by virtue of that measure of trust that he had, he saw in Mary, went about to do that miracle. 
And then it said, this wine tastes better than what they had prior. I came to disclose this with you, my brothers and sisters. Our trust in God cannot be compromised. Do you trust that God is with you? Do you trust that God will take care of you? Do you trust that God will cover you? Do you trust that God will see you through? Can you trust God enough even when everything else is lost? Can you trust God enough? Let's go to Haggai chapter 1. Verses 3 to 6. It says the word of the Lord came to came through Haggai, the prophet. Is it time for you yourself to live in your panel houses while his house lies in rain? Now the Lord of hosts says this. Think carefully about your ways. You are planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but never have enough to become drunk. You put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. Each earner put his wages into a bag. With a hole in it. Hallelujah. These people have gone about to forget about what their calling is in life. And that is where it happens when you lose trust in God's ability. God has taken them out of slavery, brought them to a promise, a, a good place, their promised land. But yet, they went to start to do things on their own to try to accomplish their own ability. And they forgot about what God has called them to do. It is my prayer that we will not forget what God has called us to accomplish on this earth. We can't just live just for the sake of living, but we got to live for the sake of a purpose. Are you hearing me, church? Last night I was telling one of my patients, as I was led by the Spirit of God, and I started to speak to him about Christ. A young man that have had a very rough life was born in the church and went astray. And as we started to speak, and I started to minister to him about life that carries the purpose, and he asked me, Doc, how do I live this life? What is that about? How, how does it look like? Because I feel like I hear what you are saying, but how does that look like? And I said to him, I said, listen, don't go and try to create your own purpose. This part that I carry in my hand was created by someone with direct 
specific instructions of how it can be used. Anything outside of that will make it malfunction. It then gets me here. It only functions properly if it's used as instructed and called it to be. So likewise, we who have been called as Christians, or we as human beings, we can only function in the life of a purpose if we are under the, the grace of the Creator. It is through the Creator. He says, through him and by him all things were what? Made. So if we can trust in God, the Bible says in Isaiah 40, verses 31, those who wait upon the Lord shall, have new, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not what? Faint. Those who wait, to wait is resting your hope, resting your trust, resting all things under the feet of Jesus. And he says that he shall renew their strength. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagle. The reason why they soar on wings like eagle is because it's no longer about them, but it's about who they have on their side. So the Bible says, if the Lord be for me, what can be against me? If we know what we have with us, and we put our trust in what we have, and that is Jesus Christ, who we have, not on the substance of the things we have in our hands, but who we have. He says, he shall renew your strength. You shall soar on wings like eagle. You shall run and not grow worry. I don't know what you need in this journey of life, but I want you to lift up your prayer at this very moment. The Father, Lord, may you build my trust in you. Father, may you build my trust in you. I pray for divine strength. I pray for the building of your trust. Lord Almighty, cultivate me. Cultivate my soul. May my inner man, oh God, respond on trusting in your word. Respond on trusting in your word. In the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord.